This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps, talking about Season 3, Episode 3, Competitive Ecology. I am Josh Wiggler. I am joined here by my lab partner in all things community building, Jessica Sterling. Jess, how you doing? Offense taken. Uh-huh. Why? Because I wanted to trade uh, lab partners? Absolutely. Usually, okay, first of all, if anybody has ever paired with me on a project, no one should want to train partners. Wow. <laughs> I know. Oh it's a big God. statement. It's a big uh, statement. Coming in, like, really just uh, feeling very highly about your building for any project, Jess? Yeah. I mean, I any, believe it. Any project. Oh, well, any this, project. we have a, our, our lab partnership grows in number as somebody who knows a thing or two about a lab uh, is joining us here. Uh, one of the two minds behind the brain stuff that's smart and not the stupid brain stuff that's not smart on the Severance podcast, because that's my job. Uh, coming in from Severance uh, and, and uh, on, on her way to a to a, a shining new podcast here in the not terribly distant future my good friend and yours melissa melissa welcome to the podcast thank you i just have one question what's up with buttons yeah generally right yeah just mm-hmm. you know buttons what up like the ones you push or like the ones on your clothes i don't know just all buttons yeah. in general i feel like what's maybe, up with them? what are they may- thinking you know maybe, maybe as a society uh 
I, are we past buttons or is it surprising that we're not past buttons yet? Was buttons really the pinnacle of things that could be buttoned up? Is there not like a, a tech, like shouldn't, shouldn't Velcro have had more of a moment? Um, no, cause it's very loud. That's a problem. Also, I think like, that Velcro buttons should be gone worse over time. Right? Like you stop. Yeah. Why are we not using more picture? magnets is my question. More magnets. I think there's a lot of magnets in the world. Like, no, but like, okay. Josh is wearing a like flannelly button up shirt, right? It's it's flannel. You think his shirt should have magnets instead of buttons? Yes. Yeah. Imagine and picture the world. You put your arms in your sleeves and then you just bring the shirt close together and it just goes and it like magnetizes together. <laughs> what does this shirt do? It just goes. <laughs> I mean, like every time you walk through like a metal detector. So, wait, how often metal? are you walking through metal detectors? I don't know. Uh-huh. Sometimes. <laughs> No, yeah. I'm Canadian, but you know, I assume you all do all the time. And oh I'm Josh Wiggler in this is community building here <laughs> where we're talking about uh, right. magnets. magnitudes, pop, pop, uh, and buttons and uh, and science. Ostensibly, we're talking about science. Are we really talking about science this week, Melissa? Not really. I, I mean, you the know, science of friendship. I have thoughts on dioramas, um, but otherwise. Maybe not so much. Do you want to save those or do you want to lead with your yeah, thoughts you know, on dioramas? Okay. You know, okay. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just, I thought Melissa will be perfect for this episode because she is a scientist uh-huh. and yeah. she must have done lots of lab projects with partners. And I yeah. feel like as a scientist who's a doctor, she'd be able to speak on this. Confirmed. I, uh, in my, my favorite example of this is that in, uh, grade 10 science my teacher let us do partner tests so you would partner up with somebody and write the test together and what that meant was that my friend and I only learned half the curriculum each so like (laughs) I did the biology and the chemistry and Mm -hmm. she did the physics and the earth science to the point that when I went on to take physics 11 I was like oh I learned none of this last Mm -hmm. year and it was like actually a problem yeah um, there was a, so we do these live for the patrons of Posha recaps, the community building podcast, as we talk about from time to time, patreon.com slash Posha recaps. If you want to sign up and watch community building live as it's recorded, uh, you could also get the episodes uh, a couple days early, uh, among other perks, $15 tier and up, you're getting a community building sweatshirt right now. It's super, super comfy. But I do want to just return to the live environment because we have people who are watching us. We have people who are commenting upon our commentary as we go here. And I want to throw it to Elizabeth here, who has some thoughts on uh, the magnets of it all, Jess. Uh, What if you go to hug somebody that also has magnets on their shirt and both your shirts open? It just sounds like a very comfortable hug because your shirts are going to connect to each other. And then it's going to be like a laughing moment, you know, uh-huh. where you're just like, ah, ha, 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 so silly. I, I don't mean, know that also, I would find it that funny. Yeah, then you're like connected. It's easy. You just like bloop, pull them off <laughs> each other. But what if they, you know, connect to each other instead of connecting, you know, and yeah. then you just have like yeah. a tunnel between I'm your I'm not shirts. saying they're like the super strongest magnets you've ever seen, you know. No, I think that's like, worse, Jess. I think you do want them to be really strong. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this is just an idea. You don't want a cool breeze to I'm just, just like rip those magnets <laughs> There are other things better than buttons is the point. Uh-huh. But I, I, I think that are might there, be right. I think buttons are like a pretty 
key inventions. But they're so annoying. Imagine somebody. Okay, so my dad at one point like messed up his fingers on a handsaw, so he doesn't can't like feel the tips of his fingers. Ooh. Imagine him trying to button shirts. You know, like there has to be a better way. Yeah, Even, that's like, gonna be hard. Might be the Even like snaps. For. You know, yeah. snaps are good. Yeah. You like a snap button. Yeah. Uh huh. I think people think they're childish, but I just think they're convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like a zipper. Good zipper is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out why all the zippers say it's YKK. Is that right? That's on all the zippers. Don't all the zippers have like the same? Uh, you know, no. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Uh, your husband, Will, is correcting you, you in know, the chat, Jess, and says, Will, I think he still uses buttons. He doesn't use buttons. <laughs> Have you ever seen him wear a button-up shirt? Actually, he's for weddings. He has. But in his daily life, he wears, like, T-shirts. He's okay. a contractor. He okay. doesn't dress up. Fair enough. Um, Melissa, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on community building again, but my first time getting to talk yeah. community with you. Uh, so I'm really psyched about that. And also, like, I already miss you on the Severance podcast. Mm-hmm. We've had such a fun adventure together. Uh, if anyone's listening to the community building podcast right now and hasn't watched Severance yet, do you have like a pitch in you of what Severance is and why people might want to give it a look? Uh, yes. Severance is very much if you're in the realm of like Lost, Mr. Robot, any of those shows where it's uh, you're introduced and you don't totally know exactly what's happening and you're trying to piece together all the clues, but also accompanied by sometimes just these like wonderful comedic moments uh, that break through there. It's definitely a combo of those two things followed with some like fun brain stuff. So yeah, highly recommend. It's it's a good show. It's only nine episodes. Like you can, uh, I think it's, you know, a great show to just kind of go all the way through and catch up on the podcast yeah Yeah, i think that you will enjoy it if you like any of those things uh in a in maybe in the community movie jess when it inevitably happens Mm -hmm. instead of finding the meaning of life in a dvd of lost it'll be a dvd of severance uh i can see that being true yeah i would be very interested to see the uh the the study group undergo the severance procedure uh, I think it would be terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to meet their innies. I think we are meeting their innies and they're all terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their innies and their outies are both terrible people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's right. Jess, you were into the severance. I love severance. Yeah. I was in from the beginning. I think it's a wonderful show. I think it's interesting. I don't, I haven't seen a show spark this much discourse and theorizing in a while. I think because of just the show itself and just because of the way they released it weekly instead of all at once. Yeah. Um, it was like a slow burn. Really enjoyed it. I mean, I love Adam Scott. So, like, wasn't a huge surprise that I was like in on his character. But yeah, highly recommend that show. Also, before we start, I have to issue a formal retraction, Josh. I did say I was going to do this on the podcast. Yes, yes. Last week, we were with Deidre. Yes. She was uh, promoting Barry, which season three is coming out very soon. And I said, She's co-hosting the podcast with Mike Bloom. Mm -hmm. And I had said, oh, I didn't think it was much for me. And I gave it a second shot. And I got to say, Barry is very good. Yeah. Barry is very funny. Noho Hank is a legend. So definitely check out Barry. Give it a second shot if you gave it a first shot and didn't really connect with it. It just takes some time, you know? 
Yeah, it does, but also not a ton of time is part of the appeal because they are uh, relatively uh, short episodes. Right. Uh, you know, I think it, you probably are through with a season in four hours. Uh, yeah, they're half hour episodes. I think the problem was I was thinking I was thinking I was supposed to take these characters seriously, but you like absolutely are not supposed to take them no. seriously. No, no, like not even very like, yeah, no. Yeah. They're all ridiculous in the best well, way. Sometimes you may want to take some of them seriously really? because I do feel like the show does this great thing where it gets you comfortable, where you think that it's just a pure out and out comedy uh, and that you can like maybe emotionally check out a tiny bit and then they sucker punch you. Yeah. Uh, so like Barry is very effective in that way. I'm actually really, really excited for that show to come back. I feel like it's kind of snuck up on me. Uh, and Deidre and Mike have done such a great job of setting it back mm -hmm. up uh, on, on the podcast. So if you're excited about Barry, we're going to have Weekly coverage on post-show recaps coming your way from Mike Bloom and Deidre Lipsicus, uh, who was on the pod last week. Uh, and it is now officially a Jessica Sterling-endorsed episode yeah. uh, <laughs> or of, of television. Stamp of uh, approval. Boom. Yes, for sure. Uh, competitive ecology uh, is the name of the game this week. Uh, it, is, uh, it is an episode that aired before the episode of Community that we are going to be talking about next week. But it technically is, is this the, is this before remedial chaos theory or after remedial chaos yeah, so they, theory? They make references where you know that this was supposed to air after or like it's supposed to be fourth and remedial chaos theory is supposed to be third um, because of some of the references in this episode. But I, I, I mean, either way, I think it works regardless. I think that. There's a there's a lot of reasons these two episodes are kind of connected, um, like especially like the Britta and Troy stuff and like the references to Britta's marijuana lighter, the Eartha Kit joke. There's like a lot of things that point to uh, Remedial Chaos Theory supposedly like, supposed to be before this. Yeah. But I think it's fine in this order. It doesn't bother me in this order. It's a sitcom. It's not like you're watching Severance out of order. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I was trying to think of, could you ever watch Severance out of order, Melissa? And I think that you'd be in big trouble. Yeah, I think you would be even more confused than we already are. You don't need any help being more confused on that show. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe the goats would make more sense. <laughs> yeah, I think it's possible. Um, well, this episode of Community features uh, a goat in its own right in the form of, uh, of Senor Chang. Jess, uh, greatest community character of them all, who is, uh, jokes aside, going to have a, a fairly banner episode here uh, in Competitive Ecology, uh, starring in his own ridiculous storyline here as the rest of the study group falls apart. I'm, I'm excited to dig into this. I enjoyed this one. I thought that this was fun. Mm -hmm. Season three is off to a good start for me. Yeah, I low-key think season three is probably my favorite season. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I remember at the time having conversations with people who were like, oh, yeah, like season three isn't good. And I was like, some of the best episodes are in season three. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of which you've already seen. And so I think, I don't know, I think people now think of it more highly. But I remember at the time people not being huge fans. Of well, I'm, sh I'm sure season two felt like a really tough act to follow. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. I mean, I, I remember the, you know, some of the episodes that you showed me in season zero, Jess, and many of them did come from this season. And I had a blast with a lot of that stuff. So yeah, season three is great. I think the problem is it came right after season two, which was amazing. And I think it has more highs and lows and season two is just more consistently good. 
And that is like my personal opinion. But even like this episode, I think, is a prime example of like amazing content from season three. They still have it in them. There are still stories to be told with this study group. They still find ways to crack me up. And again, we'll get into it. But like, I love what they do with the side characters. Like, I think at this point, a lot of these side characters are really ingrained in the stories of Greendale. Vicky, Magnitude, of course, we're going to see Todd this episode. Make yes. his mark. Yes. Um, so, yeah, amazing episode. I love it. <laughs> very, very fun. All right, let's get into it. Uh, directed by Anthony Russo, written by Dan Harmon and Maggie Bander. Originally airs uh, October 6, 2011. And we begin with Chang. Yeah, so he's getting ready for work. He's in his little closet that he lives in, and he's talking to a mannequin leg. Yeah, uh, that's his wife. Thank you very much. That's his spouse. Yep, yep sure it is. Uh-huh. Um, he says he really made his bones that last collar. Today's the day. You woke up with a guard this morning, but tonight you're going to bed with a detective. <laughs> Shh. Okay, you get some rest. You probably need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's in for a big promotion, Melissa. This is exciting. Yeah, I do enjoy kind of siloed Chang this whole time and this whole thing. He's like keep him as separate as possible from the <laughs> yeah, rest. Yeah, I think like he's very funny when he isn't like having these weird interactions with the regular crew and just getting to be weird by himself. I think he's far more palatable. I think that's an interesting proposition, Jess. Is Chang better off if he has his own show? No. Uh, is that sort of like a counterintuitive fix to the I, problem? No, I hate it. I think <laughs> I think the thing is, is a lot of people put this as like best Chang. It's all downhill from here. I feel like personally we had best Chang last episode. To me, it's turning like it is it is that banana that was like perfectly ripe the day before and then Uh you get to it today and it has like the brown spots and you're like oh my gosh it's gonna happen soon like that is where we are right now and so I couldn't help it as much as I love this episode I didn't love Chang this episode and I feel like it's just because I'm so jaded with what's coming up that like it really colored my opinion on him this episode and I was like already having trouble stomaching some of it I don't love pathetic chang right like the stuff that i enjoy the most is like when he's being the teacher and exerting some sort of power over the students and being kind of mean to them a lot of the time uh and just like being the voice of the audience of like you know that was stupid right like y'all are very ridiculous in this moment like those are the chang moments that i enjoy the most i don't love like oh he has nowhere to live and so he's staying in a closet and we're supposed to find that funny um that's like not the parts that i love so here like the parts that i enjoyed were him getting really deep and doing the charlie day like with the uh with the red rope and everything and connecting yeah. all the clues i don't love the jokes at his expense about uh him having nowhere to live and like being pathetic yeah but though i do hope for uh i hoped for a happier ending between him and and uh the mannequin uh than we end up getting <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty bleak uh, outcome in that in that neck of the woods yeah mm-hmm. okay. uh, i don't know it's i i i can't weigh in yet i, I know, don't, you know. don't know i you have no know. idea what's happening i am nervous uh i'll tell you i don't think you will hate it as much as i do i will say that i think that i particularly despise it yeah but i don't think you will hate it i don't i think Listen, you'll am think I gonna it's hate fine. what's happening with chang um I think from what you've seen so far, like not necessarily. I'm yeah. so I have actually only seen to the end. I think I've seen part of season four 
um, I talked about this the last time I was on community building. I have this like uh, sort of resentment against community because it got renewed at the same time that happy endings got canceled and it yeah. felt like we were trading one for the other. And um, but, that was your <laughs> cougar town. Yes, yeah. very much. Uh-huh. And so I, uh, I am very excited to once, you know, you all get there, however you choose to cover it, kind of watch along with you all. But I think the Chang that I have seen, I think is fine. It's just, you know, Phil's time, which isn't yeah. what you necessarily want from your character. Who is uh, Phil's time? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Okay. I'm so nervous. Jankinator saying I'm going to love Chang throughout. So I don't know that like you'll love a lot of his later <laughs> okay. storylines. I just think you have a higher tolerance for them than I do. Definitely. No question. Yeah. No question so far yeah. based on what we've seen. All right. So uh, that's the setup for uh, for Chang's noir story that's going to be yeah. happening throughout all of this. What's up with the study group? Yeah. So they're walking down the hall, sharing photos with one another. And Shirley is already starting with the kid photos. Here's Ben dressed like a dragon mm-hmm. and then we find uh, we get a picture of troy and abed dressed as nick nolte and eddie murphy annie doesn't know who nick nolte is i didn't either oh wait oh, no. i mean i'm not surprised <laughs> i'm not surprised i, <laughs> I won't stop him. down on this any you know what you know what uh, maturity and growth is not stopping down on community building to interrogate why you don't know uh, anything about nick nolte Am i, I thought supposed it, to i thought it was maturity oh, and growth that we didn't get into how uh we like our bananas in terms of their ripeness before uh, I thought that that was great that we just kind of let that lie and no one brought it up until I mean, now. missed me with a green banana. Really? I think missed I, me with a brown banana. I think I would go closer. Oh, see, we're doing it. No. <laughs> you started it. You brought it up. Also, I'm looking through this guy's list of movies and I don't think I've seen any of this. Jess Sterling just referred to Nick Nolte as this guy. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. That's great. Anyway, so they're talking about this guy, Jess. What else are they? Yeah, doing? and so I think that the uh, last thing on. I saw him in was Maze Runner. Uh, Death Cure. If I wait, Nick Nolte was in a wait. Maze no, Runner I think movie? I'm confusing him with somebody else. Maybe you I know don't what? Know Maybe Melissa doesn't know who he is either. They throw enough money at Nick Nolte. I feel like you're like, yes, sure. somebody else. He you would know like Nick Nolte man. from uh, The Mandalorian, though you wouldn't know that you know Nick sure. Nolte from The Mandalorian. Seen, yeah, that's I've only seen some of The Mandalorian. Okay. Was, he, was he wearing like a mask in it? Because if so, that's not fair. He's doing voice yeah. work. He's in the first episode of The Mandalorian. He's the oh, well, one then I've goes, definitely seen it. He's the one who goes, I have spoken. Okay, well, like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Okay, uh, I'm also looking at his filmography and coming up short. So maybe, see? yeah, I don't think I know who Nick Nolte is. I, sh- I should not give. Wait, yeah. I have seen Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Oh, I've seen Tropic Thunder. Okay. This is not impressive to anybody. Um, so Pierce <laughs> needs to borrow 25 cents from Abed for the water fountain. And Jeff is like, Dean, what the heck is up with this? Dean says, keeps tuition down and it saves on water. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. It's reflected in your tuition. There's a two drink minimum. This is disgusting behavior is yeah. charging money for the water fountain. Melissa, if anything, I feel like the students should be being paid to drink uh, from the water fountain. Wait, what? <laughs> at Greendale? I don't trust the water fountain at Greendale. No well, that's way. That's fair, but paying them to do so seems Stay like Stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just think that's even more hydration. sensible than them having to pay to use the water mm-hmm. fountain. Didn't you like the sign, though? It had the human being on it, like, waving. Yeah. Human nice. being looked pretty hydrated, which yeah, is great. Yeah, very hydrated. Yeah, great uh, so Chang being. comes in, and he thanks the dean for his new digs, and the dean's like, shh, we got to keep this on the dean low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No and one's allowed to know. Yeah. 
he's living here. Uh, Chang says he's now married uh, to the job and to a mannequin like he found in the boiler room. And then we have the janitor walking by just calling him a home wrecker. Home wrecker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite moments of the episode for sure. Yeah. Uh, home wrecker. Yeah, there's a few moments like that in this episode that are just very kind of quiet. And yeah, they're very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we're in biology class and Professor Kane says their first assignment is to construct a terrarium, which is sort of like a diorama and everyone moans. All right, Melissa, diorama time. What is your podcast diorama about dioramas? <laughs> so, okay. When I was in uh, grade seven, I w- so it was the summer before I was entering high school. My family went on a trip to... Uh, Victoria, British Columbia, and there's a museum there that has a lot of dioramas in it. And I remember walking around and my mom mentioned like four or five different times within the span of a couple hours that dioramas were really cool and it would be great if we one day got to make a diorama and how cool dioramas were and didn't you know that dioramas were cool? And did you know, and, and like would not stop talking about dioramas and how she was sad that we had, hadn't had to make one for school so far. Cut to... Grade eight, first project, I got a chance to like pick what I wanted to do. And I was like, hey, my mom seems to be a big fan of dioramas. I'm hyped on dioramas. I'll make a diorama. So I did. By the end of the year, I will have made three different dioramas having been assigned them. And the first one I chose to do, but then I got assigned two more dioramas before the end of the year. And so three dioramas is a lot to make. A lot of dioramas. Yeah, I made one that was like, um like a surf like it was like a castle and and fields Uh and like workers in the fields uh from like medieval time i made one that was more like a terrarium it was like i built a jellyfish and made like its habitat um and then i did another one that was like a whole castle and it had insides and everything and i remember that was like all of winter break i had to like build this castle um yeah yeah i never got to do a diorama that i can remember uh, and I always thought that they were pretty cool, especially from when I would wa- when I would watch movies and TV shows about kids in school and they would have dioramas. It's like, why didn't I get to do one of those? But I think yeah. on it now and maybe it's better left in my imagination because I think the yeah. practical reality would have been disappointing. Yeah, it's not yeah. My strong suit. they're fine. But three in a year was a lot. A lot. Three dioramas in a year is a lot of dioramas. It's, many. it's a yeah. lot of cardboard. And yes. Like, yeah. A lot of yeah. gluing. Yeah. Jess, were you good at dioramas? Uh, I never really had to do a ton of them. I do remember in earth science, though, in middle school, we had to make it was something to do with like tectonic plates or the oceans or I don't know, something mm-hmm. like that. And we got to use cake and candy and it was the best because then we got to eat it. <laughs> and I was pumped. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was very fun. Um, But I don't remember dioramas, really. I don't know that we had to do a lot of them. Maturity is like, not asking you if you would uh, prefer the cake or the candy uh, and getting into a whole thing about that. Candy. <laughs> oh, that's a hot take. Um, is it? Yeah. Cake is better than candy. Um, yeah, I, think I probably better than candy for me, <laughs> too. <laughs> Where am I going with this? Oh, just like science fair projects. Did you all have to do a lot of science fair projects? No, Mm-mm. no. I think I had to do like one. Because no. I had to do one every year in elementary school. That's a lot. Yeah, and you had to do, like, the trifold board, and then you had to make a science fair project. And then if you, like, won the school science fair, then you had to go to the district science fair and present there. 
Wow. Um, it's yeah, possible it that I it's possible that I did have to do a lot of science fair stuff and I just like have scrubbed it from my memory because like you science stuff was so traumatic yeah. for me as a kid. It was like, See? I don't know what I'm doing, Dad. And he was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh no. I did have to do, I don't know why. I, like, don't I, I have no idea why we had to do this, but we had to make aliens out of like, I don't know, anything in your house. And you had the whole thing, you worked with a parent. So this was not like a kid only thing. You teamed up with your parent or I guess a guardian, whatever, and to make these aliens. And my dad and I, oh boy, my dad is a perfectionist and he goes full tilt. I don't know where I get it from. And he, like, we made this alien and it was so cool. We had these little, okay, there's these little speed boats and they had little motors in them. And we took the motor out and we made my alien have a little swirly tail that like moved around. We like, made, we had like a wooden face and it had, do you remember, Melissa, do you remember those hair ties that had the little balls on the ends of them? We sure, put those yeah. on top for the antennas. This was the coolest alien ever. It was on wheels. It rolled around. His name was Earl. It was amazing. Earl and the alien. Early alien. And I remember my dad was so pissed that we did not win because this other team won and he was like, that looks like crap. He's <laughs> so mad. He was like, they just didn't pick ours because they could tell that I helped you a lot. And that it was like literally like um, they took uh, when you have like wrapping paper, the like the tube at the end it yep. was like those were like arms and stuff it was like really cheesy and like really crappy and like cheap looking ours was obviously better but he was so so upset that we did not win it was a whole what thing. was the educational purpose of you building an alien i have no idea i don't remember <laughs> okay <laughs> there probably um, wasn't one incredible. and i do need to clarify for elizabeth in the chat i did not go to a smart school i went to a very like low income like a uh you know like very general school uh i just happened to for some reason have to do science with i was listening to the podcast last week and all this talk of model un i also did not have model un at my yeah, kind of redneck school so. yeah. same yeah not my thing um, um so yeah so professor kane all of a sudden has a speech on legos he just yeah. says what's up with legos they i thought this was simple. funny i think yeah. that he brings up a really good point and the yeah. fact that no one in the room knows what he's talking about feels well, like one of the most, does. yeah it just feels like one of the most dishonest things that community yeah. does because like everyone in that room goes yeah you know yeah, there's they are a lot of now. different types of like you know franchised out legos now that wasn't yeah. a thing it no. wasn't you had like your medieval legos maybe you had the horses legos. the horses and the ninja legos yeah. yeah but you didn't have uh harry potter legos no. or bat or even batman legos i don't think yeah i think i had like i remember like a tree top one you had yes. like trees and there was like yeah. bridges between them and, yes. stuff. and then i think i had a castle one yeah I had speaking so of like legos. diorama type yeah you, had, <laughs> yes. you know what you had melissa legos uh <laughs> yeah. whatever is happening now it's not it's not what legos were and yeah. i know a lot has changed and that's great but this is one thing that i think i would wish didn't i would like to yeah. go back to classic legos please yeah i feel like i you could see my anniness when i made legos because i would make legos that were room each room had a specific color coordination and i get very upset if anybody messed with the color uh, every room great. had like a blue and a one had a blue and white couch another had a red and white couch yeah. and it was like don't touch my legos yeah. my yeah my toxic lego trait is that i would like do i would follow the instructions and and build the thing and have like i would never just like do something random with legos it was like well what are we supposed to be building right now yeah, what does the instructions yes. say yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um, I love, I just love this from Michael K. Williams of like, they're complicated little kits, little, tiny little blocks. 
I'm not saying it's bad. I just want to know what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then he assigns lab partners and it's whoever you're sitting across from, which of course the study group is all sitting across from a bunch of randos. And oh. Troy's just like, who are these people? Yeah. It's yeah. like they've never seen them before in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Amazing. really know what the direction was going to be of this. Was it going to be like, uh, like everybody exploring the possibilities of like new friends? Yeah. Um, no, and instead they're all, all to almost, to, almost to a person. They're all completely dismissed. Yeah. Yeah. And so the group all approaches the professor and they're just like, listen, we're a study group. We've been through a lot. Do you know about the space bus? What about paintball? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Pierce brings up Earth having sex with Eartha Kit in an airplane bathroom. So that's a flash forward. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So they'd rather partner up together. And Kane's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never do it this school, but fine. Go ahead yeah. and partner up together. It's yeah. very much like we're clearly the most important people here and everyone should know yeah. that we only need to interact with each other and we have so much going on and like everyone <laughs> peripheral to this group is like we have stuff too like yeah. we don't care this, about your stuff. Yeah. This very much gives me Josh like lost um A team vibe. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yes, absolutely. That these are like the 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 uh I believe Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse would refer to them as the socks uh in the background. Like uh not quite red shirts to Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, but you know, not terribly far off either. Of just like these are the extras. Uh, yeah, they don't even matter. They kind of don't matter at all. Uh, is sort of the vibe from the study group, right? Uh, but like in their lives, they do, and they're looking at sure. like I don't care that you happen to be friends with each other. Like yes. you're not nice to us, so we don't care. Yes. Yeah. So they all have to break up with their current partners, and Troy's excuses he needs to catch up on Breaking Bad. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, As do you if you haven't watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, which just premiered the first mm -hmm. two episodes of its final season and is being podcasted about with myself and Antonio Mazzaro here on Post Show Recaps. Check it out. PostRecaps.com/slash/SaulPod. If you didn't I was know gonna say, I got this message from Antonio earlier today that we couldn't be friends anymore because he had to catch up on Breaking Call Saul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. not what that's called. You know what? Yeah. I mean. Well, when you combine the two of them in our inevitable uh, reordering of the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul yeah. timeline project, maybe it will be. Yeah. Uh, and so then, of course, Jeff pretends to be Ovid and he says, "I have a developmental disorder." Star Wars, Star Wars, cool, cool, cool. Uh -huh. You understand. You understand. And Pierce is so rude to Todd. He just says, you're quite <laughs> frankly a very weird looking man. I don't know you, but I just don't trust you. And I don't think I could grow to like you. I don't want to be your lab partner. <laughs> I don't know why, but that one, Melissa, is the one that stings the, the hardest, I think, is like, I don't think I could grow to like you. Uh, <laughs> just like the cutting off of potential is very upsetting to me. Yeah, and... Like, Todd puts up with a lot this episode. Too much. <laughs> Just seems like the sweetest person. Yeah. Uh -huh. He is. He is. <laughs> and so uh, he says, no offense. Todd says, none taken, which we're going to hear a lot this episode. Pierce turns around and everybody else has already paired up and he just goes running after Todd. Well, he <laughs> so he the test. Yeah. I do love that Todd is just very much throughout this entire episode is like, I really don't care about any of you or what you think about me. I guess we'll partner up because, like, we need to get this project done. But it really does not phase me what you all want to do. <laughs> just tell me. And I'll my do dude, it. my dude's just trying to graduate. You know, yeah. like, he's a newborn time with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah. So everybody's getting paired up back in the Greendale security office. Chang approaches the Sarge and he says he's ready to be security guard detective. And Sarge is like, you've been here a month. You've barely done anything. And there also, is no security Also, that's not a thing. That's not <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah. 
You wanted to text something? Do it on your own time. Yeah. Uh, Jinx says, maybe I will. Maybe mm-hmm. I will. And this is when we get the like inner monologue situation happening. Uh, he says, maybe I was crazy, or maybe just maybe I was a detective. Two and so he like, yeah. yeah, he like <laughs> calls in this random student, and then she just stands there, and he just stares at her, and he says she was yeah. all dame, legs that went all the way to the bottom of her yeah. torso, and the kind of <laughs> arms that had elbows. So I think this answers the question of where the legs end, Jess, that we yes. discussed previously. Clearly, right. yeah, it goes but all the way up to the bottom your of your butt, torso. Then, yeah. like, what about the butt? Are your legs uh, in your butt? I I don't know. Well. All right. Maturity like is not stopping down so and asking Jess what she means when she says, are the legs in your butt? Is that, are, are we like, no, we should, d- we should stop down on this podcast. As, yeah, um, like, uh, as when, a mature legs, podcast? So, when you're like, okay, so this is, these are your legs and this is your butt. Yep, are yep. there legs in your butt? You know what I mean? I think the butt yes. is part of your legs. Yeah. Because your legs That's go all the way up into your pelvis, right? And your pelvis is up high. The right, joint then, of your legs to your pelvis is like the same as your butt. It's just that your butt is all muscle and your legs are very like bone-based. Your butt muscle? So it's They're your bit. glutes. They're your glutes. It's like but muscle and fat. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That and makes sense because that's why when you walk, your butt moves. So Wait, what else what? happens <laughs> on Community this week? <laughs> Wait. What makes sense? Because when you're like, when you walk, your butt moves. Because that your legs are in your butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. muscles attached to your butt. Also, also it makes sense that, like, <laughs> it basically is essentially like your legs, your butt is legs, but just with extra stuff so that when you sit, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I mean, like, your butt is kind of its own thing. <laughs> I do like this from James Jess. Yeah. This all makes sense, though. Yes. Yes. Think about it. Yes. Uh, I've thought um, about it, and I I am coming around to the legs being in your butt. Yeah. Um. And so Chang is just staring at this poor student, and she just like slowly backs away, and he says, "The way she left, I could tell that somebody or something had really put the scare on her. But why? Why? Stapler? Was I crazy, or were they somehow connected? I, I what?" <laughs> The answer is yes. Yes. I just, Chang, what? Chang is having, uh, (sighs) he's trying to put it all together. He's on the case and he's just trying to figure out a puzzle. nothing to put together. There's nothing to put together. He would just love to find something to put together. I think (sighs) he's just so desperate for some, like, source of meaning in his life. Someone give him a jigsaw puzzle. I mean, but that's not, you know. He's dating... A mannequin leg and living in a closet and so he's just so desperately looking for some purpose beyond the shitty situation that he's in that he's trying to find it but it's yes. not this yeah i just can't yeah. so we're in the cafeteria annie's hunting for beetles in the salad is this a callback to something where no this it's just... just saying greendale's gross yeah mm. If you uh, if you have to hunt for beetles in the salad, I think that probably you shouldn't be eating from the salad bar. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is too busy playing on his phone. He lost three followers. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Boo-hoo. Uh, Troy and Abbott are scraping mushrooms off some pipes, and they're, like, so excited. They're friends, roommates, now lab partners, but they find out they've been hanging out too much because Abbott's talking about the Hong Kong movie that Kick Puncher was based off of, and Troy was there. And yeah, so now they're like repeating bits, uh, and that's not going great. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this happens she- to me in every relationship I have because I just I have like four stories mm-hmm. and they'll just come back around and people eventually mm-hmm. if they spend enough time with me are like you've said this already like, I wasn't going to say anything Melissa but on every other severance podcast I hear that diorama story yeah, right? yeah. You know, it's come up go. a bunch yeah yeah that's fun <laughs> So. Meanwhile, uh, Shirley and Britta aren't having a good time because Shirley will not stop showing Britta photos of Ben. And 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 honestly, Britta doesn't care and neither do I. Yeah. No. Uh, like, oh, here's Ben with a cupcake. Oh, now he's crying because he dropped his cupcake. Oh, here's another cupcake. And Britta just says, sugar is like baby meth. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably fair. <laughs> I would wa- I would look at all of the pictures of the baby with the cupcake. I think I would find it funny. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I You know. Say. I'm good. I'm good with a photo. I'm good with, you know, a couple photos, but yeah. like a full on photo quickly. story is too much. Yeah. Like one a day, you know, like a vitamin, surely one a day. If the, if the kid's really cute, I'll probably like be like, oh, my God, look at the cupcake every time. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, like, like if you're fine. listening to this and you have kids, obviously, I'm not talking about your kids. Right. Like your kids are adorable. But yeah. like to the people not listening, their kids, it's like, OK, I bet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm just talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you're listening, wow. Uh, Chang is having another moment where he's trying to put everything together. Uh, There's a matchbook. Something about it seemed cluey. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona spelled backwards is still Arizona. It's a Palomino. Oh my gosh. This killed me. Uh huh. It's a Palomino. (laughs) Yeah. Why does this guy keep staring at me? I just, I don't, I don't know what it is. I just didn't find this as funny. I did I like the Arizona like he's, bit. But... He's turning into the Joker. Like this feels like sort of like the Jokerfication of Chang. It's uh, just like, lo- this is like kind of like super villain origin story stuff. Uh, it sounds like based on where he may be going next. <laughs> I felt like each of this, these Chang scenes, I laughed at something in the middle. And then they just went on too long that I was like, okay, yes. now this is sad. And so like, I laughed at the legs thing. Um, and then I was over and then I laughed at like Arizona backwards is Arizona to Palomino. And then it was like, why is it? And I was like, okay, this is, I, I'm, I'm out again. I I I think that's what it is. It's too much Chang time. Yeah. Chang time. Yeah. I definitely spent some amount of time being like, it's not a palindrome, is it? And I like had to revert. I was like, what are you even doing, Josh? You know, that's not a palindrome. Uh huh. Yeah, it was yeah. like a very bad use. Is of there a state 10 that's a palindrome? I don't think so. Uh, I'm pretty sure there isn't. None come to mind. No. Let no. us know. Uh, no, one. I don't think so. No. Um. So meanwhile, outside, Britta runs into Troy, and they were both wondering the same thing. I was wondering what would it be like if we were partners, which obviously makes more sense when you get it if you had the remedial chaos theory first. I think, um, because they have a little bit more of a connection in that episode. Uh, and Abed and Annie walk out and they were just like, were you thinking of changing partners? And of course, Shirley and Jeff both enter and they're like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Uh, and he denies it. Pierce says, um, I am. And he jumps out of the bushes because he was spying on them. Todd found a turtle, which is amazing. A very mm-hmm. big I mean, turtle. If, if you have to make like an animal terrarium, a turtle's a pretty good find. But did you see the little things they had to use? Like that turtle was not going to fit in that little terrarium box. Yeah, that would have been sad. That was, a big, that was a big painted turtle. Did they name the turtle? No. Turtle didn't get a name. Should we it name should the been. turtle? I think probably we should name the turtle. What are we going to name it? Uh, Arizona Backwards. What is Arizona Backwards? No, that's the name. Then, is Arizona, Arizona backwards. backwards. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not happy about it being part of the chain plot line, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so Pierce says he's saddled with a total waste of space loser. No offense, Todd. None, None taken. taken. <laughs> None taken. None taken. Todd is an angel. Protect he Todd is. at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. So they all agree they have to deal with the Todd problem. Yeah, because uh, I, I love that they're immediately like the Todd problem. It's not us that's the problem. It's Todd. Yes. I love that Todd is like, should I come with you? Or should I be? It's called the Todd problem. And when yeah. Jeff says that, I actually didn't know if he meant like, yeah, you're supposed to be here or no, you're not invited. You're the problem. <laughs> uh, but we will see him in the study room mm-hmm. in the next scene. Are we supposed to follow the study group to the study room? I vote yes. And you could do exactly that. On the other side of this commercial break, stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're back. And we're with the study group, Jess. Yes. And so uh, we see, I, lo- I love Todd feeding the turtle. He's just feeding mm-hmm. it some lettuce. It's adorable. Uh-huh. This turtle uh, is going to have a, a night. It's a rough time uh, for the turtle. It's a tough time for the turtle. Yeah. Uh, and so they have to come up with a fair way to decide who's going to be stuck for an entire semester with this random, this non-grouper. No offense to us. None taken. None taken. <laughs> and Troy comes up with a very easy way to decide this. Okay, we go boy, girl, boy, girl. Everyone has to have a different hair color and be from a different high school and be a different race. Oh, I guess mm. I'll be with Britta. My hands mm. are tied. My hands are tied. Why does he so badly want to be partners with Britta, Melissa? I, is this the beginning of, oh, I guess because remedial chaos theory kind of starts to go mm-hmm. here, huh? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. It's because it does kind of feel like it comes out of nowhere in this episode if you don't have that one first. But yeah, I think it's also just, I don't know, somehow I think he doesn't want to be with Annie and Shirley. Yeah. 
Like I've been on enough adventures with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe they bonded a lot when they both did their um their dance class. Yeah, they've had yeah. like a they've done group projects together. together. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um and so Abed's idea is old people with young people, so young people can work while the old people sleep. I do enjoy so. this from Shirley. Being, I just want to know where I fall because I'm the same age as Jeff. He's like Jeff's old. He's like yeah. okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Pierce is asleep. Yep. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Britta says, well, we should pair the low GPAs with the high GPAs. And I would be Annie here who's like, hmm, the highest carrying the lowest. I could see how you might want that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Britta does not take kindly to that. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. She attempts to give Annie <laughs> the finger, uh, but ends up destroying the bird. It's she raises the forest there there's no middle finger to be to be given here yeah and uh and so todd asks if anyone has kids he has a newborn and he begins to say that i'd like to get home to but britta interrupts him he's like perfect you can work with shirley mm-hmm. <laughs> don't try to pawn todd off on me uh-huh yeah I'm <laughs> poor todd so I mean, everyone todd decides very lovely at this point like the drama yeah. of everybody else is too much yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, and so everyone has to write down their preferences from one to eight, and Abed is going to pair them up in their optimal pairings because he's a robot. What could go wrong? Nothing. Yes. Absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, Chang is calling the Arizona Matchbook Company. Um, he's placing an order when Sergeant Nunez comes in, uh, and he says, you've been walking around campus asking people weird questions and then staring at them while slightly moving your lips. <laughs> yeah, and so he does that while he's in having his internal monologue <laughs> with Officer Nunez. Uh, and I, I love that. I relate to this to some extent where I feel like I often have an inside thought and my mouth is moving. It's called podcasting. <laughs> it's my entire podcasting career. Yeah, yeah and he wants Chang to take time off. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Nice. Uh-huh. Yes, I am. Yeah. I am Sergeant Nunez. Yeah, mm. I agree with him. Yeah. Back to the study group. We have the pairings. According to Abed's system, Annie's going to be with Shirley. Pierce is with Abed. Troy is with Britta. And Jeff is with Todd. Yes. Uh, mm. And it's going to be because Jeff thinks it's going to be, okay, so I'm top of the mountain and Todd is at the bottom. And yeah. uh, it turns out, no, it's a four-five split and Todd is four and Jeff yeah. is five. Yeah, Jeff's upset. Yeah. So I... I'm confused by this because he talks about like optimal pairings, but what he's actually doing is pairing like favorite with least favorite and right. then going from like out to in, which seems like the opposite of optimal pairings. It's me. optimal like, for the audience. Mm. I guess. Yeah. He says. Yeah. Audience appeal. Oh, Great. There you go. Okay. So not for them. Yeah. 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 For us, yeah. yeah. And uh, they all very quickly make assumptions about like where this means other people have ranked them. And I was confused watching this where I was like, Wait, but how, why is this the system yeah. that's happening that you all just know? Yeah. yeah that's so confusing. it's it's based on their ratings for preference, but then it's paired based on yeah popularity for our yeah. So it's not pleasure. actually who prefers to be with each other. It's well, who... it is. It is because people all loaded Annie number one because she do all the work, and so that means Shirley must be last place. Which I personally take umbrage with the fact that any single human being would rate Shirley, rank Shirley. Below Pierce is a travesty yeah. of epic proportions. They try to explain it. Uh, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit that she doesn't believe in science. So right. maybe she's the one that you don't want on the science project. That I kind of do understand. And I love Shirley. Uh, yeah. So yeah. 
maybe in this context, she's not the best partner if she doesn't even believe in the subject matter. Which is better, um, ranking the study members or rating the study members? Uh, I'll tell you, Melissa, it's stressful to rate them. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe ranking them would be a better exercise. Should we, uh, should we forego the meow meows this week? And, no! And, uh, and rank the study group? No. Yeah, I think we should. Last minute pivot? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so good at being flexible. Everyone knows that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just quickly redo my meow meows in a ranking order. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be right back. No, I'll stay here. I'm still here. I'm anyway. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it. Anyway. I won't do it. So Pierce is excited because he's more popular than someone. Yes. Um, back in Chang's office, he has the matchbooks that were shipped to him with same day delivery. Uh, he paid them using his sergeant's card. Was I crazy? Was I on the verge of something? My mind's reeling with thoughts, voices, stand up premises. Uh, why don't they just make tires out of pavement so you can drive on anything? That's a great point, by the way. No, no it's not. Yeah. That is a great yeah. point. Yeah. The question about legs being part of your butt is not, but tires yeah. made out of pavement makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, and then you can just drive on anything because you're always on road. The road goes with you. That's great if it was if it was feasible to do. The thing is, it's not. That is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, up what's, up what's up with buttons? What's up with buttons? Did we ever get to the bottom them? of that, Melissa? I don't know. Magnets. No, yeah. just just thinks they're bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, what would happen if Nicholson was a gynecologist? Oh my gosh, is that a yeah. Jack Nicholson joke? I was going to say, is that the Nicholson? I guess he's probably. I know who that about. is. Mm -hmm. Here's Chang. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So then he knocks his yarn ball. He starts off a fire. The table and he, he starts a fire. A fire. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, meanwhile, I, I did say I, I do love the saxophone. The saxophone cracked me up. You yeah. Saxophone's that. good. I mean, the whole vibe is great. I do think that the vibe is really, really fun of like just like Chang in the thick of a noir story is good. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Shirley's upset because she's behind. She's she's after Pierce in the rankings. Uh, and Pierce says, thin ice, Shirley. My friends and I are not going to let you drive a wedge between us. Mm -hmm. uh, Britta says, this list stinks like a butt convention. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. She thinks that she was the popular one between her and Troy, but it turns out she uh, was not. This is really, really funny to me is when Troy, when she like looks at Troy, like Troy's so sad. <laughs> looks at Britta. Yeah. 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 Like, no, it is you. It's definitely yeah. you. Uh, she's like, yep. fine. Then why don't I just go work with Todd? So yeah. does this mean that Troy and Britta were two and seven or three and six? Do we it's know? a mystery. We don't ever get confirmation on okay. what I would assume that Abed was two and Pierce was seven. And that mm. would make Britta and Troy. Uh, three and four, six. Yeah. Three and six. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that that tracks. Because Pierce tracks. makes sense being seven to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over Britta. Um, yeah. And so Todd is excited because he just wants to get the project done. Yeah. Uh, Amy says, no one wants to carry Jeff all year. And Jeff says something that loses Meow Meow Beans, in my opinion, because he says, gee, you're right, Annie. It's not personal. I mean, it's not like people really like you. You're just a good grade in a tight sweater. Yeah. You know what? Screw you, Jeff. Yeah, but she gets to throw it back uh, yeah. immediately if he's just a bad grade in a tight sweater. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, great. like, the point of this isn't actually a popularity contest in some respect that it is partially just like who will do most of the work is valid. And Annie's yeah. kind of on her high horse here about like, 
being the best when really it's just that she's the one that will do the most work. Yes. Yeah, but she is the best. Is she though? (laughs) She has the best GPA. Okay, Mm. but also like... There are other factors that go into making you the best. Maybe you want a a group project that someone will let you like collaborate on and actually have a part in. None of these people want that is the problem. None of these people want that. That's fair. Some people might, not these people. I feel like Troy would, would be collaborative. No, I think so. If Annie was like, let me do all the work, Troy would be like, by all means. I don't know that he, yeah. he I don't, maybe, yeah. Well, he wouldn't uh, say by all means, but yeah. he would, you know. <laughs> yeah. I do like this uh, of like, who are you texting anyway, Jeff? Everybody you know is here. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great <laughs> so line. So good. Yeah. Uh, and then Annie says maybe they should revert to their original pairings, but Abed points out she doesn't want to work with Shirley. You too, Brute! You too, Brute! Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, this is when she calls her a creationist. You don't even believe in science. And Shirley says just because someone's religious doesn't mean they have a problem with science. And certainly if an introductory biology course at a community college can refute <laughs> 2,000 years of miracles. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, I really did enjoy that and then we have uh, Shirley. Shirley points out Britta won't dissect anything with a face. And like, what about worms? Do, Do they, they have tiny little faces? faces? Yeah. I love that from Britta. If so loving great. worms is stupid, I don't want to be smart. Same, Britta. Same. Yeah. yeah. And then it's <laughs> good because you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, and you are. Or you are. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jeff, Jeff figured it all he's, out. He's still hung up on the fact that uh, he has been raided poorly. Of course, this is that, that this is he he thinks that this is Pierce has been gaming the system, uh, and it's just an attempt to humble him, basically. Right. Uh, and Pierce is, oh, I just woke up from a terrible nightmare. Jeff is a pompous ass. Also, Todd was there. No offense, Todd. That was a really great line. I did love that line. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Chang returns to his office, and there's a fire consuming it, and Veronica, his mannequin leg, gets thrown out. Ah, uh, R.I.P. Veronica. We barely knew you. Yeah. That's sad. Is it? For Chang. <laughs> it actually maybe even isn't. Chang seems to get past this fairly swiftly. Yeah, I think maybe they didn't have as deep a relationship as we thought they did. I think you're right. I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Todd wants to leave as quickly as possible from the study group. Uh, and then there's like a big chase for the ballots. And yeah. then is going to light the ballots on fire. But she throws the flaming ballots into the trash can with Arizona backwards. It's so yeah. sad. And yeah. Todd pulls out the turtle. And this is when he's he's had enough. He yeah. has had enough. And he makes the best speech of the episode. Yeah. yeah. It's what so is great. wrong with you people? <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be friends. I thought you were supposed to love each other. Mm-hmm. Your love is weird <laughs> and toxic. It destroys I, everything. I almost came into this podcast by telling you both that your love your is love weird. Is yeah. weird. <laughs> your love Fair. is weird and toxic. M-O-T-P-D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I no longer care about grades or yeah. biology or finally graduating from college like I promised my dying oh, father. Oh, my gosh. I'm going, I'm going home. home. I'm going to hold my wife and my child close and finally take my insulin shot. Uh, while Todd has a big, you know, life story that is yeah. no one is interested mm-hmm. in. Yeah. He's got diabetes apparently, which um, I don't know. Maybe Grace can clarify. I feel like you bring your insulin with you, don't you? In case you like need it. If you, you know, maybe you just eat a snack, maybe. Didn't know that he was going to end up being um, sucked into this horrible vortex 
of uh, of the study group yeah. all day. You know, I thought yeah. maybe he'd get home in time. Yeah, if yeah. he's if he's gone overnight to the point that biology class is starting in 15 minutes, I am surprised he didn't storm out hours ago. Yeah, yeah poor Todd. Offense taken. Offense taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he leaves. Yes. Jeff calls them terrible people. He's, he's going home and then he comes back because biology class starts in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we see Vicky and Magnitude are paired together. And eventually this caterpillar will come out of its cocoon and then pop, pop. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did love this. Professor King's like, you know, they're laughing at you, right? It's yeah. awful. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's brutal. Poor magnitude. Yeah. Um, so the whole study group is about to fail, despite the fact that somehow, some way, Annie did manage to make a terrarium because on her own. Because she's a legend. Uh-huh. Only Annie could do this. On her own? Yeah. On my could no one else have made a terrarium on their own, Melissa? Was Annie the only person who could do it? Oh, I mean, like, no. in the time that she had to do it, mm-hmm. not, like, in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also mean, like, if making a terrarium was this easy for her, I don't know why she was so annoyed about who her lab partner was. Yeah, it, it sounds like it wouldn't have mattered. She should have just yeah. taken Todd. Save yeah, everybody a whole bunch of heartache. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If uh, anything, I think Annie should get some demerits in the Meow Meow Beans for this. Um, Absolutely not. This that, is some Annie slander. This I is mean, like, slander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's appropriate, Josh. You know, yeah. I think she's, you know, this she's nonsense. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All she right, really well, like abandoned her lab partner in their time of yeah, being very good. So. Everybody did. Yeah. Well, just because everybody and then covered her own butt. The, so then yeah. everybody should get demerits. Well, they do. They all fail. <laughs> Every, the, whole, yeah. the whole group. <laughs> yeah, and so they like uh, Annie faints because he says they're all going to share a grade that he'll average. And Annie asked for an extension. He's like, "No, you fail. No, she, you fail. You fail." She faints. Uh, because and also yeah. you made Todd cry. Yeah, he's a war hero. Todd is. <laughs> yeah, Todd, Iraq. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Back in the cafeteria, Dean discovers the fire. Uh, Ching says it's all connected. It goes all the way to the top of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I. I totally if todd was not in this episode sergeant nunez would be getting my point because that, is, that yes uh so i am giving my dean's list point to sergeant nunez and i just yeah. wanted to because he's about to quit he's about to leave he's getting out of yeah. here and it's like okay is that actually going to be it for sergeant nunez who's marco on better call saul and i've really enjoyed seeing him here uh and i did look it up and it seems like he never comes back so i would love to give todd my point this week but uh, I love this guy very, very much. It seems like it's my last shot to do it. So I am going to give a Dean's list to Sergeant Nunez, uh, even though Todd is, uh, it could be Sergeant Todd. I don't know. Yeah. I do desperately want to make a joke that the top of Arizona is Utah or whatever, but I don't actually know what state is north of Arizona. So you just have to fill in that joke. Yeah. I'm bad at making. Uh-huh. Jess, I thought you said you were good at U.S. geography. <laughs> Not that part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Josh, you should know what's at the top of Arizona. Uh, Are you looking it up right now? No, a turtle. A t- Colorado? No. Yeah. Turtle Orado. Yeah. It's Turtle Orado. It's the newest state. Mm-hmm. So he I quits. should know what's at the top of Arizona. Don't you know on Mole Patrol, I was literally known as the stupid team. Come on. I, I feel mean, like you were up against Zed and Jessica yeah. Lee. Like yeah. what? 
What was that's I not even fair. Do? What was I supposed to do? I was definitely I'd be on stupid team too. I was definitely uh, in the in, in the Shirley spot. Of Arizona, where you mm-hmm. don't believe in Arizona. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> You don't I believe don't. in Arizona? No, of course I do. I drink their Utah. iced tea all the time. Utah. Is that what you said, Melissa? Uh, yeah, I think I Utah, said that. You were right. Cool. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. There we go. Yeah. See? So, no, yeah, Sergeant Nunez quits because uh, he he says he's scared because of Chang. He's he's very scary. It's not funny. Yeah. Uh, and Because Dean is just like, you know what? I, I think we have to listen to Chang here. <laughs> um, And Dean's inner monologue really kills me. He's just yeah. like... What were the? I wonder what the. Oh, I mean, I missed the firefighters. Like, yeah, did they bring Dalmatians? Can I get yeah. a calendar? Yeah. Oh what were they wearing? Yeah. Um. And so then they both have inner monologues. Uh. And Dean says to Chang, "Greendale owes you a debt of gratitude. How would you like to be the new head of security?" And Chang just has this inner maniacal laugh. So this has to be part of the stuff that you don't like that much is that Chang is going to be head of security. Oh at yeah. Greendale. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Big time. All right. Big well, time. I choose to be happy for him because he really wanted a promotion. And even if he didn't get the detective job, he had a good day. Sure. I choose to I choose yeah, to be happy. You should be for, happy for him. For Ben Chang. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, the study group is trying to share one microscope. Uh, and uh, Jeff says, you know what? It's very clear what destroyed the balance of our group. And it was Todd. Yeah. Nothing was learned here today, Melissa. The like the codependency <laughs> in this group is just so extreme and off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes it hard to watch sometimes. Yes, absolutely. My favorite line of this little group meeting is when Shirley says, I'm a Christian woman, but that bad boy sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just like zoom in on Todd crying a single poor tear. Yeah, poor Todd. These yeah. people are all yeah. Monsters. awful and terrible. Monsters. <laughs> they definitely are. Yeah. Monsters. Uh, and so then we have the end scene. The group is answering questions for Britta's psych test, and they have to do like a Scantron. Troy made a butt. Nope, it's boobs. It's absolutely boobs. Uh, and then Britta's going through them and she's like, this one looks like a penis. Nope. Another penis, another penis, very mature guys, but they're just regular. They're just regular scantrons. scantrons. Yeah. Uh, you guys all pat. Are you all penised? Past. I mean, past. Yeah. Uh, I love Gillian Jacobs. I've, I'm great. in, I'm enjoying this phase of Britta right now. I do have to say. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think yeah. that she, she's been really, really funny to me this season so far. So I went ahead. I went ahead on this one. Uh, it's like a good, just like a, I, I felt like a, a nice uh, uh, button. What's up with that uh, at the end of this episode to, to, to spend some time with the study group sans Todd, who was the problem the whole time? Yeah, I do take some umbrage throughout this show with the fact that nobody has any idea what happens in a psych class that you don't mm-hmm. just get to like randomly yeah. solicit a ton of private information from your friends uh, in the name of homework. But uh, yeah, like, you know, I've, got the maturity of a high schooler so this was this was great i love this. yes yes i, I mean hard I same did you see how many much time i laughed about like farts last episode oh yeah like, it was a lot of fart laughing yes. yeah. see legs and butts um, Also that <laughs> let's get into the feedback uh this week uh eric divestein says which member of the study group would be your top ranked lab partner um so we know your answer to that jess um i mean i would have a wonderful collaboration who would you rank as the top ranked lab partner so i think annie and i would butt heads a little bit um also because like i don't 
need Annie. Like I need someone who maybe will bring in like some creativity or something yeah. and make it better that way. So I'm trying to say Annie isn't creative. I'm trying to say that Annie <laughs> is controlling and manipulative yes. and I don't need her as my lab partner. Yes. yes. I think that's fair. Uh, <sighs> so I like, think... I don't know. Give me Abed. Like I think pairing with Abed would be great. I think I want to partner up with Todd. I think also that, yeah. that <laughs> Todd does seem like the best one. Like Todd will get in and out. Yes, but that's not the question. Too. That's not the question, Josh. Which member of the study group? He's a non-grouper. Oh God, <laughs> it's true. He's subhuman. He's not. He's a non-grouper. You have to pick a group member. All right, fine. I'll just hang my hat on Annie and let yes. her do the whole thing. You know? There you go. See. And I'll focus my attention on other things in my life. That's fine. There you go. Uh, Jank says that on paper, this episode is just a rehash of cooperative calligraphy, but adding Todd keeps it fresh, showing how the study group appears to those outside the group. Uh, Noir Detective Chang is also the funniest Chang is in the entire series. Some really classic jokes. You could balk at the overall trend of his character, but in isolation, he is fantastic here. Uh, so that is Jank's review of this episode. I think that that uh, comment about this being very similar to cooperative calligraphy resonates for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I do, I do like having, I like the format and the structure of cooperative calligraphy a lot more. So I think that that uh, boosts the episode past this one by a yeah. significant uh, amount for me, um, just in my, in sort of my memory of it. Um, but I do think that the addition of, Todd being there at the end to just be like, what is wrong with you people yeah. is, is very good. His speech yeah. is an all-timer. I think, like, just the small moments with Todd is are they're so funny. Yeah. The offense taken thing, like, no, or, or none taken, that bit throughout the entire episode kills me. Yeah, bit. I I've watched this it, episode three times this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just this, like, really great outside look from the group. We spend so much time with the group that this outside of, like, y'all are weird and mean and really <laughs> yeah. just self-obsessed and codependent and none of this is healthy and so just getting that like a bit of a look from someone outside the group i think is really helpful fun. yes yeah. yeah and i like noir chang is great i love um you know we you know tom palmer knows i love a noir character uh and i just wish he was just like a little bit less pathetic but otherwise i really enjoy it yeah um Finally, this is from Bram, who says, I know the episode's trying to show how toxic the study group can be, but I'd like to point a finger at the true toxicity master, Professor Kane, who assigns a terrarium construction project due the next day. No less a partnered assignment. It's insidious. Don't you think these people have lives, families? You think they could all drop everything and whip together something in 24 hours? This is community college. These students have outside careers and dependents and lives to lead. What did Kane think was going to happen introducing such a tight deadline and a partnership to crank up the pressure to perform and share a grade? This is next level social torment, and I'm calling it out. Sure, the study group may be as volatile as dynamite, but it was Kane who lit the fuse. The arst is on him. That last bit is a lost reference. Yeah. Uh, I love, love the love the righteous indignation yeah. from Bram. Bram, this is very funny to me because this okay, Bram is like one of the kindest human beings ever. Like I know Bram. And so I felt like this speech from him felt <laughs> felt very like Todd S uh -huh, in yeah. the episode. Like it felt like the rant that Todd gives, but from Bram. So I had to include this feedback because I just thought it was perfect. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say, I think my headcanon for this episode is that there was maybe last time given 
to build the terrarium and the study group spent way too much time figuring out who their lab partners were going to be that they used up all that time and uh, that's why that they have to like are wasting all this time that was given to work on it i think that's good that's a good way of framing it uh i think that mm. i i have a hard time blaming this one on professor kane uh, yeah just I mean, we so, can't like blame you him react weird to stuff is just you know yeah. truth to power yeah totally uh, all right, meow, meow time. I'm not going to rank them, Jess. That's Good. fine. I'm not going to rank them. Uh, for the most part, I mean, like I basically gave everybody the same score this week. I thought everyone was like somewhere in the realm of like either a little less funny than they normally are or a little more funny than they normally are. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with Jeff, I think some of Jeff's complaints were uh, were more annoying than others. So Jeff, I gave a three. The rest of the study group, I gave a 3.5, except for Britta, who uh, really killed me with some of her lines. Yeah, some of the stuff that she was doing. So I gave her a four. Um, I gave Chang only a four. Uh, I did not give Chang uh, a full five or even a 4.5. I thought Chang was really funny in this episode. uh, But I've had moments with Chang that I've enjoyed even more. Uh, so I think, uh, a four for Chang works for me. I gave the Dean a three, uh, just cause I, I walked away from the episode, not really thinking about him that much, um, mm-hmm. in this one. So the Dean just didn't really make a huge impact on me in this episode. Those are my meow meow beans. Melissa, how about yours? Yeah. So for me, if you like had a line that I could think of at the end of the episode that made me laugh, then I gave them a four. Uh, and so that was like Britta, Abed, Troy, and the Dean, um, the Dean, it was the inner monologue about the firefighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. Um, and then I gave everybody else a three and a half, uh, except for Pierce. I gave a three just because I like couldn't even think of anything he'd done in this episode that I kind of cared about one way or the other, other than him just like being unnecessarily mean to Todd. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, yeah, I started off at the low end with a 2.5 for Jeff. I don't like his comment towards Annie. I think he's rude. I also think his hair is especially awful in this wow who is being rude now where it's distracting because he has these like weird like pieces of hair that like go down his face like they're supposed to be sideburns but it's just hair i thought he looked great i had no issues with the sideburns i just don't like him in general um pierce and shirley got threes pierce i did laugh when he's mean to Todd and he's like I had a dream that, that Jeff was uh being pompous a pompous ass yeah I think I that that was why. the thing that got Pierce on board with the rest of the study group was yeah being that... like, oh I just woke up from a dream of Jeff being a pompous ass yeah that part Todd was there yeah. so I gave him higher than his normal two and a half Shirley gets a three for me she was kind of just there she didn't have a ton to do and also the thing with the baby photos really I was like oh I've known people like that and I can't yeah. mm-hmm. um and uh, then I gave Abed Troy and Chang all three and a half they were all like serviceable even though I wasn't a huge fan of the Chang storyline I still recognize that like some of the stuff was very funny like the Arizona backwards thing got me I agree with Melissa on the saxophone stuff like loved that um also I love how Sergeant Nunez just like walked away with the saxophone like this is mine now (laughs) um (laughs) and then I gave Annie and the Dean both fours like Melissa said with the Dean like wanting to know about the firefighters like he said he missed them that really killed me and Annie because you know what she got her terrarium done she deserves the extra half point she got her work completed she deserves it uh and I gave Britta a four and a half because I just 
her comment about worms having faces, the pew pew thing. Like, I don't know what it is. This version of Britta is really doing it for me. I think she's amazing. She's killing it on so many levels. And that is why she's currently at the top of our character rankings. I'm psyched that Britta is, it's by, you know, it's very early. We're only three episodes in so much room for this to change. Mm -hmm. uh, but currently Britta by a, a, a bean and a half uh is at the top of the meow meow bean yeah. uh, ratings just ahead of chang um i fully expect him to take a nosedive yeah. at least on my end i will say i've been rating him very fairly so far this season but the claws will come out eventually okay not gonna be pretty <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then we have, of course, bringing up the rear Dean and Pierce uh, yep. down at the bottom. Dean was like missing from a full episode, so it's not surprising that he's uh, bringing up the rear. Yep. Um, How much does on... it suggest that Annie is currently below Jeff? Um, very much so, but I survived season one with her being like second to last, so yep. I'm pretty sure I could survive anything at this point. Mm -hmm. Anything. <laughs> anything. I I will always stump for Annie because she is clearly the best. So. Dean's list, uh, it w I think it, this would be a clean sweep for Todd, if not for, uh, I do just want to pour one out for Officer Nunez. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, I, it seems like him leaving is going to uh, cause some issues for Greendale. Um, but it also sounds like maybe he's protecting his peace. So uh, this is like a, a point in support of like knowing your limits and protecting yourself when you are around toxic people. Just walk away if you can. Uh, so... Shouts mm -hmm. to to uh, to Jimmy McGill's partner in crime, erstwhile partner in crime, Marco, mm -hmm. as Officer Nunez takes off the badge and walks away. No offense, Todd. No offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, obviously gave my point to Todd. I think his speech is legendary. I love him as a character. I think he's so funny. Uh, just so many good moments with Todd this episode. Yeah, he was really funny. He had, uh, I just, him calling out the study group for all of it. And I just, your love is weird and toxic. Yeah, and it's really good. Like, I think that's going to sit with me for like, <laughs> the next time hours. I'm just yeah. like picturing him screaming that. At yeah, I would yeah. like that cross-stitched into a pillow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your love is weird and toxic. Feels like a, a very like fun, yeah. like counterculture Valentine's Day card. Uh, <laughs> pretty good imagine giving someone a card yeah. that said your love is weird and weird toxic. and toxic yeah it's pretty great oh man that's just like the op you know it's the counter side to the aggressively supportive right? uh yeah <laughs> your love is weird and toxic. this is yeah. this is like the darkest timeline stuff i think what you yeah. need okay i think you need a third sentence oh no wait a second second yeah a second sentence your love is weird and toxic period you are in a cult uh-huh yeah <laughs> oh no yeah. now you're really calling us out yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, leading the board still is Garrett with three points. Todd uh, coming up in second with two currently. Yes. So, uh, but we're, it's, it's very early. So. Yeah. And it seems like Todd comes back. So I feel like I've got. Yes, uh, I, I owe Todd a point. You do. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, I will. I will remember that I owe Todd a point. I owe you Todd. Yeah. All things being equal, I would have given Todd a point this mm -hmm. week. Um, all right, so let's rate the episode. Uh, I gave it a 3.3. I enjoyed this one. I, it didn't like destroy me. It didn't like totally mm -hmm. knock me over, but I, I had a, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just gave it like a, like a pretty respectable like score in like the general range of I really enjoyed this. Yeah. 
Uh, I really like this episode, even despite me not really loving the Chang stuff. I still give it a 3.7. I, I love the idea of like what seems like a worse idea for a group of friends than to rate each other mm. um, and then pair each other up by those ratings. Like it's such an awful idea. And I I absolutely love it. <laughs> so I, I had to give it a 3.7. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, to me, this is a very like kind of average episode of community in terms of like, yeah, this is like an episode that I enjoyed. It made me laugh. If it was on TV, I would probably watch it if that was like a thing that happened in our lives anymore where things were just on TV. That you watched. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it wasn't like, it's certainly not a like top tier episode. There were parts that I was kind of more or less engaged with throughout. But yeah, it's a really good one. Yes. Uh, so where does that uh, where does that net us out, Jess, uh, with this episode? Yeah, so the audience gave it a 3.37 right between you and Melissa. And that brings our average to a 3.44, landing this one in first place for the time yeah. being. Uh, I not going to stay there very long. I imagine it will <laughs> stay there for about a week yeah. uh, as... <laughs> Uh, we are looking ahead towards, um, well, if I, if I flip the dice up in the air, uh, if it lands in just the right way, then we will wind up watching Remedial Chaos Theory next mm -hmm. week and talking about what many people consider to be the best episode of Community. Melissa, do you have any forward-looking takes on Remedial Chaos Theory? I mean, it's probably my favorite episode of Community. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take at all. Um, and it's definitely the one that I think about when people are like, oh, season three is fine. And I'm like, it has remedial chaos theories, mm -hmm. like the first one that I would name. So I think even from the first time watching it, it's it was really great. And yeah, I'm, you know, it's got dice in it. Who doesn't love dice? I mean, certainly in around these parts, we love dice. Uh, big dice fans. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't want to uh, reveal who's coming on to the podcast next week, Jess, uh, just in case we wind up in one of the different timelines of where course. it's a totally different guest. Uh, so I think uh, why don't we, we'll just let people guess uh, okay. between now and next week's community building to see who we're going to have on the podcast next time. Sounds great. I don't Could think they'll good. get it, but no. go ahead and guess. <laughs> yeah. Give it a shot. See what you got. Um, oh, that rhymed. Ah. I mean, yeah, it's not Corey B. It's not Deirdre. It's not me. Yeah. Go wild. <laughs> yeah. In other timelines, it's all three of you in one yes. podcast, though. That would be fun. We should yeah. do that podcast sometime. Should we do uh, six different recaps of remedial chaos theory, yes. Jess? Absolutely. We've already <laughs> well, added one. one so, after yeah. next week, we will have done two. Yes. Uh, so uh, then we're we owe the people four more beyond next week's podcast. Mm -hmm. Just every season, like do it at some point in season four, at some point in five, at some mm -hmm. point in six, and then do it at the very end again. That's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. What if instead of doing the season four uh, uh, episodes, we just do another remedial chaos theory? There's a four just do in remedial it. Remedial chaos theory every time. That's an interesting point is instead of watching every episode, what would I prefer to watch every episode of season four and recap them or to watch remedial chaos theory the amount of times as there are season four episodes? I think you'd rather watch season four I than watch this episode that many times in a row. Yeah, I think probably. Yeah. Yeah. Once a week actually is not such a bad thing. It's pace. not that bad. I think you get new things from it every time. I think that's probably true. Um, yeah. All right. So that is uh, Competitive Ecology. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. An, absolute, an absolute delight. 
Uh, where can people find you and what do you got going on uh, coming off of the Severance podcast? Yeah, people could follow me on Twitter, Melissa W28. Uh, currently, uh, you know, if you haven't checked out Severance, check it out. Otherwise, I will be very soon podcasting with the great Dr. Amanda and Grace Leader about the Shining Girls on Apple TV. Mm. So that will be very fun uh, and probably scary. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. I think it's <laughs> going to be a little scary. I may or may yeah, not have looked ahead a little bit and, and checked some of it out. It's going to be a lot, but I think it's a, that's a really great crew of uh, podcasters to take this one on. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch the show and to listen to the podcast alongside it. The book is really good. Yeah. So I think I, you got good source material to work yeah. off of. Yeah. So I am, uh, I am not spoiled and I'm not Googling anything. Apparently like even the Wikipedia article yes. spoils you on some stuff. So like do not, you know, try carefully in the shining girls googling uh, yes. if you don't want to be spoiled but i'm avoiding everything to not mm -hmm. get spoiled on this so uh don't be don't be a jerk uh and be like cool, send folks. me stuff on twitter like be yes. cool. uh yeah. it's elizabeth yeah. moss it's a thriller it's apple tv plus and apple tv plus has been killing it uh mm -hmm. recently uh and it's three incredible podcasters what more do you need to know Shining. Yeah. Speaking of it. three incredible podcasters, uh, I also podcast on the patron feed for why <laughs> was that a good transition? Yeah, it's good. Like, it was really, really good. Yeah, it's great. So on the YA podcast with Kevin Mahadeo and Brooklyn said, uh, we're currently talking about Harry Potter. We released our kind of mid-series feedback show. Uh, and then we're going to take a quick break while Kevin moves across the country. And then we're going to come back with Half-Blood Prince. So if that's at all your jam. Otherwise, we've previously talked about uh, Twilight and Hunger Games and Divergent. And I watched scary movies in October and that was bad. Um, but I think people, you know, found it funny to laugh at my misery. So surely that will be great. Otherwise, watch me playing Dungeons and Dragons over on Twitch.tv slash DMPhilly. On Tuesdays, we do D&D &D in Space, the Dragonfly show, which is super fun. And then sometimes we do Humble Year on Fridays where we play cute animals. I have a feisty mouse. She's fun. Amazing. <laughs> um, Jess, what kind of shit have the 90s taught you recently and what else is going on in Poster Recaps? Yeah. So recently on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, we are in some of like the best stuff with Boy Meets World. We're finishing up season five. They're about to graduate. Amy just found out she's pregnant. So of course, there's gonna be a new baby going on. Um, that's been tons of fun. And then of course, on Dawson's Creek, we're in season four territory. And I'm honestly very heartbroken because my girl Andy, Andy McPhee, my favorite, she's leaving and it makes me really sad. Um, and then, of course, we celebrated Passover by watching The Prince of Egypt. Um, we had on Sasha Joseph. If you've listened to the Bridgerton podcast, you're familiar with her. Um, and then, of course, here on Post Show Recaps, you can find me here on Community Building. Uh, you can also hear me coming up. We have the Flight Attendant Season 2 dropping this week. Uh, if, you're if you're not a patron and you're listening to this on Saturday, Episodes 1 and 2 are already out. So go check that out. And then coming up later this week, we're kicking off coverage of The Wilds, which is an Amazon Prime video show. Season two is coming back in May. So we're going to have a kickoff show and like a season one recap. So plenty of time. There's only 10 episodes of that show. It is so bingeable. It hurts. Like I watched it within <laughs> 24 hours. I think the first time I, I watched yeah, it. So yeah. um, go check out that show. It is Lost meets uh, Lord of the Flies meets Yellow Jackets meets like teen girl drama basically it is so good um that's really exciting i'm covering that with ariel and grace so really excited for that squad um 
to you, that episode coming out this week. Do you have a strong feeling on Yellow Jackets versus the Wilds? Ooh, it's so hard because they're very different tonally. Yeah. I think that Yellow Jackets is more well known and it's gotten more praise. But I think the Wilds should get more praise for what it's doing. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think the Wilds, it has the diversity and the inclusion, the LGBTQ stories. Like it has everything you could need. And it also, I think, has the um, – there's not really – there's one notable name, I would say, in that show. Like versus Yellow Jackets has very, very well-known, famous people. I think they found a very, like, a young group of women that are so supremely talented that are going to blow up after this show. So I would say, like, it's really, it's like apples and oranges, even though they kind of have a similar premise. I would say, like, don't, don't discount the wilds. I think it is such a good show if you haven't checked it out. I cannot recommend it enough. Season two is coming out in May, so you have plenty of time to watch yet, 10 episodes. Yet another elite trio of podcasters between mm -hmm. Jess and Grayson and Ariel. Uh, really fun times on post show recaps just generally. Just check out the feed. Look at the main post show recaps feed. And as you're scrolling through, if you see like a show that seems interesting to you, that show probably has its own podcast feed. Or at least it's going to be nestled under the umbrella of binge show recaps where we house all of our streaming show coverage or HBO show recaps, if it's an HBO show. Uh, if there's something really fun and good on television right now, either we're already podcasting about it, we are planning to podcast about it, or God, we would love to just be able to invent some time to podcast about it. Uh, but we'll certainly be talking about it in the Posture Recaps Patreon Discord. If you want to sign up, become a patron, hang out with us, patreon.com slash Recaps. Have daily direct conversations with all three of us here on this podcast, as well as so many of the other travelers who have come through community building and beyond. So if that sounds interesting to you, patreon.com slash Recaps. You can sign up. You can watch Community Building live. You can get the episodes early. If you sign up at the $15 and higher level, you're going to get a sweatshirt. And it's so cozy, really cozy sweatshirt. Ooh. So you are going to get a lot out of the deal. Uh, and I think that you will enjoy it if you enjoy any of these shenanigans. One more time, that's patreon.com slash recaps. Join the uh, Discord to see photos of both Jess and my pets yawning. <laughs> And mm -hmm. looking like dum dums. I'm not yeah. kidding. I laughed at the photo of my dog laugh or uh, yawning for at least five minutes, and then I had to play with Photoshop a lot. And I photoshopped him in like a school photo. Um, I can't. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yep. And Jess posted the photo of Winston, and I was like, I have almost the exact same photo of my cat, and yeah. she looks like she's yeah. sort of a vampire because her teeth are all out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. If you want me to Photoshop a photo of your pet, you have to join the Discord. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, there's an offer from Jess. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if you want to settle the debate as to whether or not uh, the butt is part of the legs, we you did can have sign that discussion up. in the Discord. It's also happened in the Discord. Yes. <laughs> Patreon.com. So Slash post show recaps. Okay, next week we are returning with what many have described as the very best episode of Community ever. Will it be the best episode of Community Building ever? You're just going to have to stay tuned and wait and see. Until next time, everybody, Corey B, take us away. <laughs> Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.